Welcome to Power Hour Wrestling, brought to you by a Weird Fish Productions. My name is Adrian Garcia, and with me as always... Jose Zavala. And today we have a very special guest with us. We have Brian Argerbright. Say hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Sorry, guys. I had to do it. No, it's great, Brian. Uh, Brian's here today because we have a very special announcement. We got some great stuff we're going to talk about, but we have one very 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 important key information that we're going to talk about and we're going to bring it up already um so brian why don't you just go ahead man tell us what we're going to be talking about man all right first of all i want to thank uh, yourself adrian and i want to thank joey for allowing me to be here today um i'm a huge fan of, of you guys i i'm super proud that you guys are the next generation of wrestling fans doing this kind of stuff and 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 just keeping wrestling and wrestling opinions alive. That's that's, ah, what, it thanks, man. that's what it should be about, man. <laughs> Hell yeah! But uh, for those of you who don't know me, and a lot of you probably don't, uh, I used to have a, a pro wrestling column. I used to write a pro wrestling column every week in the Del Rio News Herald for almost a decade, called Power Bombs and Press Slams, and it was it was my baby. It was uh, it was a recap of pay per views. It was interviews with with stars that I had an opportunity to talk to. And it was experiences in the pro wrestling world that I got to share. And I wrote about a wide variety of things over the years. And eventually I put it to bed uh, just because I kind of fell out of love with the whole writing about wrestling thing. Um, But uh, the News Herald, unfortunately, closed its doors back on November 17th, bringing bringing the end of an era. And I now work for a group called 830 Times, which is home based here in Del Rio which is y'all's hometown and that is true. Uh, 830 Times is run by a guy named Joel Langton and Joel Langton's a heck of a guy he's one of my big uh, supporters and Joel Langton wanted me he asked me out of the blue he goes hey man he goes do you think you'd ever want to bring back your wrestling column and I thought about it long and hard and I said you know what if that's what you'd like Joel I can totally do it he goes it's not what I like it's what you like and hearing those words inspired me once again. So I'm here to announce here on the Power Hour Wrestling that we are bringing back, I am bringing back a pro wrestling column every week in 830 times online and maybe in print. We'll see what how it's going to wind up in print. It's going to have a new name. Power Bombs and Press Slams has been retired, but it will have a new name. It's going to be me, uh, my opinions, and some of my classic stories. Some of which I'd like to share tonight with you guys because I think they're hilarious, Hell yeah. and because they're just because I've been blessed with an opportunity to see and meet so many awesome people. But uh, it begins Monday, Monday with the 8:30 Times. You can find it on Facebook. You can find it online, 8:30times.com. And um, I'll be thinking of a title. Um, I'm sure these guys might come up with something, and, and I'll have to pay them for it because they're smart <laughs> guys. But uh, you know what? I want to thank everybody who's who stood behind me for all these years and who's encouraged me to write about what I love because wrestling is truly one of the things that I love. 
and uh, I know guys like Adrian grew up reading my column. Um, Joey, if you did, cool. If you didn't, I don't hold it against you, man. Don't sweat it. I was, I was really um, under a rock. I don't think I ever picked up a newspaper to be real with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's cool, bro, because now you're, you're doing this, and that's that's even cooler, in my opinion. That's even cooler than having a column. You get a podcast. And, uh, yeah, man, so starting Monday, we're bringing back a wrestling column. Um, and it's gonna be fun, and we're gonna ride. We're gonna ride this this trip until it uh, till the wheels fall off. So uh, nice, everyone, man. just hang on tight and enjoy. That's awesome, Brian. I'm very excited to hear about your column coming back. I did read it a lot when I was a kid. Um, only because like um, my dad would be like, "Hey, you want to read about wrestling? Here you go." And I was like, "Awesome." Um, and it, honestly, Brian, uh, your column kind of got me back into wrestling because I kind of had to take a little break when I was a child because I would actually, um, I think I was on the brink of breaking my dad because I would like, <laughs> I was a little kid. My favorite wrestler was Rob Van Dam. I'd always like try to jump on him, give him a frog splash and like hurt himself. <laughs> He'd like scream in agony and I'd be like, I'm a kid, right? I'd be all stupid. I'd be like, what the hell did I do? And I'd go run to my mom like, mom, dad's all fucked up. I don't know what happened. I gave him a frog <laughs> splash, but you know. So, yeah, man. I used to remember reading your columns. It was awesome. Um, man, bringing back nostalgic times, papers and shit, you know. I'm into old school shit, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's very exciting. I can't wait, Brian, to read all the great stuff you're going to write about with wrestling. And, yeah, like, like Brian says, he has a wide variety of knowledge with wrestling i'm talking about oh man probably more knowledge than i do for sure you know with the classics you know nwa like the classic nwas you know oh Oh, yeah man yeah that's where it started that's exactly where it started saturday nights wtbs with my dad watching it much like you probably watch with your dad adrian and uh joey much like you probably watched it as a kid you know watching raw and smackdown and stuff oh yeah um for us it was uh yeah, for us, it was watching it on Channel 3 on Superstation, WTBS, uh, Gordon Soley, and uh, David Crockett uh, were the guys that were, were the guys with the voices, and we got to see, got to see guys like the, the Road Warriors and the Horsemen and, and uh, just so many, the Russians, when the Russians were the bad guys, or bad Russians, oh, yeah. Russians bad, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh it was such an amazing time back then and then of course you know you would watch world class championship wrestling on channel four on saturday nights with the von erics and the oh man the Freebirds. um and then every once in a while you got to watch uh on, on saturday mornings it would be the wwf now the wwe wwf <laughs> uh and then uh on those real special nights on those special saturday nights saturday night's main event Oh, um, shit. Who could forget? You know, who could forget when Hogan and Savage finally went at it and over Miss Elizabeth on Saturday night's main event, and you know, just watching that thing, wondering, you know, it's tonight. You really didn't know what what day it was going to come out and what Saturday was going to be that day, but as soon as you saw it, you were like, "Oh man, it's awesome!" <laughs> so those are the things that I grew up with. Seriously, it was so, awesome. So Brian, what was like the very first? I guess, like, you know, promotion or what got you into wrestling? What what was the first, I guess, promotion you started to watch? That, it was uh, the old World Class, uh, well, I mean, World Championship Wrestling at the time, which was affiliated with NWA, um, and aired on Channel 3. My dad was a big wrestling fan. My dad grew up in the Midwest, and, you know, there was always wrestling in Kansas City, in St. Louis at various armories and you know things like that 
and he grew up with some of the legends. And of course, if you if you read about wrestling history, uh, the Midwest of the United States is, is a hot was a hotbed. I mean, Hardy Race was from St. Louis, and you guys you had guys like Dick the Bruiser, and from the Milwaukee area, and you just you rough and tumble guys that there was no high flying, there was no um, scientific aspect to what they did. It was straight up brawling. I mean, Harley Race's finisher was a diving headbutt off the top rope. So, <laughs> uh, so my dad grew up with that, and we started watching wrestling. And my father always, one, always kind of tried to keep me in check by reminding me, um, you know, it's fake, right? And I'm just like, I didn't care. I really didn't <laughs> care at all because nice. I loved watching the Road Warriors. I liked watching Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, Nikita Koloff. The first time I saw the original War Games, I lost my mind, thinking <laughs> this is a this is a ten man match with two cages and a roof, and oh my god, what's gonna happen? You know, um, and and to be fair, my cousin Richard Richard Becerra was another dude. He, my cousin was was lucky enough that he had his his dad bought him all the classic videotapes. I mean, the Great American Bash and. Um, you know, all the war games and all that good stuff that, that would come out. The Jim Crockett Senior Memorial Cup Tag Team Tournament. If you've never seen that, that was an amazing thing. And uh, just that that was where it started at all. Just watching uh, WCW before, before you know, the fancy stage and all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, NWO, uh, NWA, the one ring... I mean, much like you see now. I don't know if you've ever if you've been watching the NWA stuff on YouTube. I was going to bring that up. That's what it looked man. like. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like back in the day. That's exactly what it looked like. And so when the first time I tuned in and saw it, I was like, "Holy moly! I'm in a time machine, man! This is cool." <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just grew from there. I was not a WWF fan. I was a I was a WCW NWA fan. That's what I was growing up. That's awesome, man. That's badass. Uh, I'm glad you brought up how like NWA has brought back their roots. Um, before all this COVID shit happened, right? I was watching. I was getting into it. NWA Power on the YouTube, and man, it looked badass. You know, they had some wrestlers there I hadn't seen in a while. Like they had Trevor Murdoch. He was oh, there. Oh man, Trevor Murdoch. Dude, it was badass. Uh, Ricky Starks was there <laughs> before he went to AEW. Oh yeah, Ricky Starks. He did come from there. Yeah. And dude, that's how I found out about Ricky Starks. So I think it's really cool because like. You know, when he came out on AEW, I was like, I fucking know that guy. And I was like, man, like, he, he's so good. Honestly, he's like a miniature version of The Rock, but uh, we'll get into him later. Uh, yeah, pretty that, much. You're right. Yeah, man. Uh, that's awesome, Brian. NWA and WCW, the old school WCW. I do have the, yes. uh, I do have a DVD video of the World uh, Championship Wrestling with the... Um, World class championship wrestling with the Von Erichs, the Freebirds. Uh, I remember watching that, and uh, and I've seen a lot of Von Erich matches now, honestly. <laughs> um, but Joey, Joey, and I, I guess we kind of grew up WWE, right? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I no, no, it, it that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys, like I said, you guys got to grow up in a in a heck of a time period. Um, you know, whether it be ruthless aggression whether it be the attitude era uh you guys got to see some amazing talent that transcended wrestling and that uh ushered in like the next generation the next era of pro wrestling as much as as ridiculous as the monday night wars were and you know of course you know wwe won that and they tell the story 
how they want to the complete story yeah how they want it because you know the win the winner tells the story really of course yeah the reality is at that time you had wwf you had wcw and you had ecw because here in del rio we were lucky enough to be able to watch ecw on channel two which was like (laughs) this weird funky amalgamation of like all kinds of ridiculous programming but I think I want to see Friday nights or Saturday nights. All you would hear is that classic that old school. That's right, and the the weird rotating like ECW logo. And I remember watching ECW, and the first ECW stuff I watched was when they were actually when Lawler had that feud. When Lawler oh, was shit. doing the feud with ECW and calling him extremely crappy wrestling, that was actually when I first started watching <laughs> ECW. So I, I jumped in sort of like right after, like right when they started getting big. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what is this? And then I fell in love, man, with Rob Van Dam, with Sabu, Bam Bam Bigelow oh, was Sabu. there, the Triple Threat with Shane Douglas and Chris Candido and. Test. And all those guys, man. I mean, that was... And I have videotapes. I have, like, videotapes upon videotapes of old ECW TV episodes and pay-per-views. And, I mean, it's ridiculous. But I I got to see that. But it's cool that you guys grew up with that because you grew up with no preconceived notions about wrestling. That's and true. instead got to just be kids and be fans at a wonderful time in pro wrestling's history. Oh, man, the talent was, like, fucking stacked. I mean, you had everybody from Rey Mysterio, Rob Van Dam, Booker T. Man, I love Booker T, honestly. Yeah, Kurt Angle, (laughs) Shawn Michaels. Oh, man, dude. Oh, when Shawn Michaels came back, you know, like, I think he was the best, at his best, when he came back, like, around, like, 04 and stuff. And I'll never forget when he went into that Elimination Chamber. Oh, my God. Like, we were watching that shit. Like, man, like, that was crazy. Now the Elimination Chamber is whatever. (laughs) No, back then. In the beginning. Yeah, back then, man, that was some wild stuff. Yeah. And I, I watched TNA too, actually, growing up. I, I did. I remembered watching AJ Styles. He was one of my favorites, and I, and that's honestly the reason I'd watch TNA uh, and yeah. Samoa Joe as well, you know. And Christopher Daniels, man, Christopher Daniels was like one of my favorites, man, growing up. For me, it was uh, the Motor City Machine Guns for for TNA. Oh hell they yeah! Were like, they nice. were like my boys. Nice. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I really uh, there's I don't know if uh, you know that there's a game called uh, TEW that you can get on online for like thirty dollars where you pretty much just book like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've had the 2013 version, 2016, and 2020 because they're released like every so often. Oh, and okay. uh, I've actually been working on this mod where, like, I get to add all of, like... Because they have real-world mods from, like, different eras. So you can actually, like, download a real-world mod from, like, the 80s or the, the 90s. And, oh, they'll, okay. and they'll have, like, the uh-huh. real-world people and everything, and you can just book it. And I like going back to, like, starting at 04 and just, like, work my way to, like, the 2015s. And it's just, like, the talent that was there around that time, like, at least for me, it was, like, great. It was, it was great. And I, I just kind of, like, it's like... Looking back at it, and it's like, oh, I would have made like a Mr. Kennedy a champion at, around at this oh, time. Mr. Kennedy, <laughs> you know? dude. Or like, I'd be like, you know what, Carlito should have won this title. And oh, Carlito, dude, my boy, Carlito, <laughs> nice. dude. 
the, or just kind of like I wonder what it would be to have like a TNA WWE invasion just kind of like whenever like you had people at their peak oh yeah you know so like that w- with games like that it's a uh, it's a lot of fun and like I get to look back at it and it's like well you know like I, I know WWE had like a John Cena and a Triple H but you know they could have also had like uh, the Carlitos and Mr. Kennedys and Edges and Rob Van Dam I know he got his push but he should have gotten a better push or a bigger push at some point yeah you know speaking of no, games no you're right man I mean I, yeah at, I, at that time period you know when TNA came in I remember watching TNA and kind of like looking at these dudes and wondering okay there's some decent talent AJ Styles obviously stood out among all of them and uh, but yet there was like a mix of older guys and dudes that I was just like looking at these at these wrestlers like oh, we'll see but nah. what really caught my attention was when when Kurt Angle wound up going to TNA after his run in WWE and he just sort of really helped turn things around there and he was the first big name that went to TNA and I remember um, I remember sitting in on that on that phone because TNA dude those guys would always have like press conferences where the, where the media could call in and ask questions so I got to interview wow. Kurt Angle I got to interview Kevin Nash what? Scott Steiner and, and, and by the way Scott Steiner he did, there is no Scott Steiner real person slash Scott Steiner persona it's just one big ball of crazy alright let me just <laughs> no put shit. that out there for you guys <laughs> That dude does not turn off, and he does not turn off Big Papa Pump, no matter what. Like he I mean, is he Big Papa the, Pump. <laughs> he is Big Papa Pump. He is totally uh, one, one hundred percent, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. That is, he is. That's who Scott Steiner is. Um, yeah, but I got to interview him. Got to interview Sting. Sting was awesome. Oh Sting shit! At that time, was like I wouldn't. He was like I would not join WWF based on the programming right now. And then we asked him, well, would you ever? He's like, well, you can never say never. And sure enough, there you go. He shows up. And he regretted you know, it. <laughs> 10, 15 years later. But hey, you know, and now he's in AEW. So, but yeah, man, when, when Kurt Angle came in, it gave legitimacy to TNA. And of course, the all the, the wonderful matches between Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, and then you threw Christopher Daniels into the mix. Oh, my God. Those matches. Those were money, man. Those mat- you could, I could watch those matches for hours on end. Anyone, any, any combination of the three, or just all three at one time. Hell all yeah, man! All three at one time. I still have like a best of Samoa Joe DVD signed by Samoa Joe. Oh, so, did you get it when he came to Del Rio? Yeah. <laughs> yep, when he came to Del Rio. Yep, dude. The first time. The first time, the right? First time. And like, ah, man, it was oh seven? I think I remember going. Because and... I was there. Yeah. We were there, lucky enough. It was we were there the first time when he came down, and the second time got to see Samoa Joe versus Brian oh, Cage, dude. That in was Samoa so Joe's hot. final independent match before he signed with NXT. Um, the first time he came down, he brought the uh, the X Division title with him. That was badass. And I was like, I this is tight. This is cool. <laughs> This Dude. is super cool. I remember and I Brian, him and sign Brian a Cage belt. Was a cool guy too. I got to interview him and talk to him and. And I didn't realize he was trained by Chris Canyon and just learning about, you know, his whole life and, and, and you know, what, where he, like, learned his his trade and, and what he felt about the business was really cool, man. And now look at him. He's 
He's on AEW with the FTW World Title. Yeah, man. Oh, it's badass, man. We've you know we've gotten lucky, you know, Del Rio to get some wrestling acts. I know wrestling goes to Del Rio here and there. It's been a while, I think, but uh, yeah, man. Yeah. What a what a crazy time remember, that we grew up living in, huh, Joey? I remember doing photography for that show. We did. I don't know if Brian, you remember we were filming. Yeah. I was filming, and Joey the, was too. The, the Samoa Joe one, the first. Yeah. One? No, the second Nine. one. Second one. Oh, oh, the second one. Okay. Yeah, cool, I have man. that footage somewhere. Please, I just you... don't know where it's at. I think my uncle. <laughs> I have it somewhere. The story of every song. artist. I have it somewhere. <laughs> can, can you please get that? Because I remember I was the cameraman for the Samoa Joe match, and I remember you did, he yeah. did he did the the muscle buster, and I was able uh-huh. to take a picture of him like doing it in midair. Oh, oh nice. man! And I was like, I, need to find I was really it. proud of that picture. And then like the footage never came out. And I'm like, hey dude, where's the footage? And he's like, I don't know. Like, what happened to my <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it, man. I promise. <laughs> nah, that was that was a cool event though. That was badass. Um, that was shout out to Rudy Boy Gonzalez. Oh yeah, shout Texas out to Rudy. Wrestling Entertainment because that dude has busted his hump to bring some really really good talent down here. Uh, for us to enjoy and you know, we're just lucky that way yeah honestly we are because i would have never like i love del rio but i would have never expected a wrestling show to be in del rio like <laughs> so. no kidding man even even if you look back at it i mean this is and this is of course me flexing flexing my brain here the mm-hmm. very first time they came back was of course when sean was there and that was sean's promotion and oh, yeah. uh sean basically paul diamond who at the time was resting as Venom, and who was formerly, you know, Paul Diamond was almost like the king of terrible gimmicks in the WWE, because he was also Max Moon. You remember that terrible oh. gimmick? <laughs> Max Moon, yeah. That that was Paul Diamond, but Paul Diamond was best known uh, for his AWA days as part of the Diamond Exchange, and with his banner, along with Pat Tanaka, well, they were bad company, along with Pat Tanaka, and his manager, Diamond Dallas Page, Nice. And um, so Paul Diamond was sort of like the main heel there. But that first show, these are the names of the guys on the very first show that they brought down to Del Rio. So you had Sean, who didn't wrestle, but he appeared. And I remember the the, the huge pop the crowd gave him when, when Sexy Boy played and he came out. Oh, my God. The, the Civic Center just, just shook. It was crazy. But um, besides Sean, you had Lance Cade. Who wound up being a future WWF oh, tag team champion? Hell yeah. You had the American Dragon, who is Daniel Bryan, who no, wrestled shit. on that show. You had Brian Kendrick, who wrestled on that show. So that's three future WWF WE champions who wrestled here in Del Rio before they became big. I remember Lance Cade told me he and Lance and I talked. Lance had wrestled his first show in Carrizo Springs the day before. What? He, go, he goes, dude, it was like 70, 80 people. I was super nervous. I go, well, I imagine it's your first show. I go, how do you feel now? He's like, dude, there's like 600 people here. He goes, my butthole's the size of a pea. <laughs> and I was like, and this is Lance Cade. And he was still, and he was wrestling as Lance Cade. He didn't have a different name at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you're going to be fine, bro. You'll be A-OK. Um, hey, Brian yeah. Kendrick was working at Pizza Hut. and was delivering pizzas to to make money to go to wrestling school. And one day they wouldn't, they would not give him time off to go to, to go to school. So he quit selling pizzas. And he went to just did wrestling. He just fucking 
like just devoted his time to wrestling. And of course, Br- Daniel Bryan at the time was American Dragon wrestled under a mask that looks a lot like El Ligero's mask. I don't know oh, if you're yeah. familiar with that mask. Looks yes. just like that. It looked just like that. But he was the American Dragon, and you could tell that this guy had, was like a little bit ahead of everybody else. And um, he was actually part of the first class that Texas Wrestling Entertainment sent on to the WWF. Um, but he didn't like he didn't sign immediately. He cut his teeth on the indies, and of course, you know his Ring of Honor run was ridiculous. I mean, oh, that yeah. dude was a, that's where he became a legend. Hell yeah! Um, and there was a fourth guy, a fourth guy in that group called Shooter Schultz, who wound up not doing a darn thing. But I saw Shooter Schultz on a Tommy Dreamer pay-per-view wrestling at the House of Hardcore what? like two years ago. And I was like, Shooter Schultz? Holy shit! <laughs> this guy's still alive? All right for him. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that man. was my reaction, man. Um, hey, Brian, what was the, when, was that, when was the year that that event happened? Oh, my God. When was it? Like 2000 and. 2003 holy shit like it was the because remember sean retired after dropping the belt to stone cold at wrestlemania because it was like back. 97 98 yeah yeah and he he wound up going into like he, he created the sean sean michaels wrestling academy and um then like the offshoot was the promotion was texas wrestling <sighs> it was not texas wrestling entertainment at the time it was I want to say, oh my goodness, what was it? I don't want to, because it, it wound up being like Extreme Texas Wrestling. And it went through a couple of names. <laughs> it, you know, because everybody had Extreme during of course, man. A, a certain time period. <laughs> um, and then it, yeah, but that was his whole thing. And, and what was what was really interesting to me, I mean, Rudy Boy was already there. Rudy Boy was one of the talent guys. And Paul Diamond was one of the top guys. I think he was like the booker. Uh, he was also the main heel, but Sean's mom was in charge of merchandise. No that's shit. What kind of pro- that's what kind of promotion I got. To, I had to talk to Sean's mom more than Sean because, like, she was like the PR person and everything. Wow! And uh, it was really cool. Talk- and I got to meet her. Such a nice lady. Really, such a nice lady. And uh, then I got to, of course, interview Sean for like forty-five minutes, and we talked about everything and anything. And I still have somewhere I have a photo of me and Sean. Oh, that's um, badass, man! So it was really cool. He had his own DPS trooper with him, and <laughs> I mean, such a such a nice guy, man. Such a fun guy. Dude. But yeah, dude, going back to what you said, we've been lucky to have so much wrestling talent come through Del Rio um, in all these different years that catered to not just uh, new fans but but older fans as well, man. Hey, Joey, I have a question for you, What's man. Up? Uh, Joey, what's like your oldest like wrestling memory? Do you remember? Um, yeah. There, my oldest one uh, is actually when I was like a kid. Um, I had a Monday Night Raw toy set. I had like the stage that had like the picture of like Mankind and Stone Cold and Vince McMahon, and if I would press it, uh, okay, their theme songs would play. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I do yes. remember that. Yeah, and I had, like, the raw ring, and I had a Vince McMahon and a referee shirt, and <laughs> and a Stone Cold. And th- that's nice. all I had, but I had no idea who these people were at the time, so I didn't, I didn't <laughs> watch wrestling. <laughs> I just liked playing with the action figures. 
Uh, when I actually did get into wrestling, it was around 06. Um, uh-huh. Because one of my cousins had bought a DVD that was the Eddie Guerrero tribute. Oh, okay. They, they had nice. got it in Acuna, like at one of those like pirated DVD stores. Oh, right on, yeah. right on. So uh, he forgot it, and then I just kind of like picked it up uh, and just like kept it there in case he came back to visit because he was from out of town. And then I just watched it one yeah. day, and then I was like, oh, that's like. Um, it was a weird episode because it was like the Raw tribute to Eddie and the SmackDown tribute, so it was kind of like weird to watch at first, but then when we got to like the ring ring action, it was like, oh, like there's like wrestlers and this is wrestling uh i knew more of like lucha libre at the time because i watched a lot lot of like mexican television um nice and then i picked up uh smackdown versus raw 7 for my ps2 and that's when like i started to recognize a lot of the stars and get more acquainted with it and i think i started watching wrestling whenever it was like 08 i think it was when ecw was just barely freshly getting um introduced and then i i found tna a little bit later on so i started i was just watching WWE and tna at the at the time especially because in mexico i would get to watch tna on saturdays and if they had oh if they had a pay-per-view it was also on free tv in mexico so i would get to watch tna pay-per-views so yeah, that's nice. my, my oldest memory has to be the that the Eddie Guerrero uh, DVD of actually watching wrestling. Uh, if it's not that, then it's the action figures that I had no idea who the hell Vince McMahon was at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew his theme song. like no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Joey. <laughs> uh, you said you grew up. You said you were more familiar with, with Lucha Libre. Who did you like in, in Mexico? Who was your favorite Mexican wrestler at the time? Uh, from what I can remember, uh, I know that like I enjoyed watching La Parca a lot. There was a uh, Latin Lover, uh, Super... Oh, Latin yeah, Lover. Yeah, Super Porky. <laughs> Super Porky. <Yeah. laughs> I remember that dude. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember watching like a lot of those shows like on Sundays. Uh, to be real, I didn't really keep. I wasn't really like up to speed with their storylines at the time. I was just more of like watching the in-ring action and their and their shenanigans. They like I would forget that they have stories going on. Right on. Yeah. Okay, I hear you. That's hot, bro. I mean, that's how about you, Adrian? I mean, aside from like, you know, growing up watching Raw and SmackDown, like, what was the first? Like, your first real solid memory of, of being, like, a wrestling fan. Oh, solid memory of being a wrestling fan. Uh, man, yeah. you know, damn, I think it'd have to be, uh, yeah, it was, when I, it was probably around 2000 or 1999, I can't remember, um, Sting had came out. And I didn't know wrestling or anything, and I was like, man, Sting looks so cool. I was a kid, I was like, who is this guy? And I legit dressed up as Sting that year, too, because I have the picture in my mom's photo album. (laughs) I dressed up as Sting, but I remember as a kid seeing Sting come off the Raptors. Man, I was small. I was like five, I think, but I remember like it was yesterday, because he came down, he was walking, and he had his bat, and I remember from that day, I was like, I want to look like that guy one day, and I did for <laughs> I did for Halloween that year, right? Um, but yeah, that that was probably a really good memory. But I also remember 
um, man, I, I can't remember the year exactly right. I know it was small, but it was with my uncle. He was uh, taking care of me, like babysitting me. And uh-huh. we were watching ECW. And I remember specifically a match. It was Rey Mysterio against Psychosis. And, man, I, oh, was, blown, I was blown away. Like, those two were, like, one of my favorite rivalries. And to this day, they are. I, I watch old matches from them. Damn, like, Psychosis and Rey Mysterio, they did some kick-ass matches. Um but when I was that, that's I can remember that for sure when I was younger. I have, I do remember being a big ass rock fan. There's a picture of me <laughs> with like I'm all small with the rock shirt with the rock figure and then another rock. But like it's like those like big ass ones. Like I was a big rock fan, man. Like he was my favorite wrestler growing up, honestly. And then uh, my heart got stolen from RVD, like, around, like, 02, 03. I was like, man, RVD's the shit. And then I saw his, EC- <laughs> I saw his ECW match, and I was like, oh, man, he was really badass in ECW. Like, him and Jerry Lynn, those are, like, classic oh, yeah. matches. I watched those, like, honestly, every, like, six months or something. I just like, I feel like watching RVD Jerry Lynn. Hardcore heaven. Here we go, <laughs> you know? Oh, man, but... Yeah, there's a lot of memories, man, as a kid growing up. Like you too, Joy, I had a shit ton of wrestling toys. I regret it to this day that I sold most of them. But oh, uh, I know I had that phase where I'm like, man, fuck toys. And I was like, man, I shouldn't have sold those things, dude. Like, yeah. I had like Kane with a mask. I had like five rock figures, but different versions. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yep. Dude, but man. You like, always regret selling away stuff. I remember selling away Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon cards. I had Dude. I had <laughs> hundreds of Hot Wheels, and like my mom sold them for like super cheap, and I'm like, mom, those were worth a lot of money. <laughs> Dude, it's funny though because now it's like if I try to find like old wrestling figures and buy them, and I'm like, I used to have that, and I want it back. Yeah. But now they're so expensive, oh, yeah. you know, like. And oh yeah, exactly. It always costs you more to get it back. And I know. Uh, but yeah, man, like Sting and The Rock were like two of my favorite wrestlers growing up, for sure. They bought me, they got nice. me into wrestling. That's cool, man. That's awesome. The Rock is one of the guys. He's on my list of people that I want to interview. Oh, um, dude, he seems like he'd be such a chill dude. Like, oh, I have no doubt. Just his, he's his persona is just so amazing, and his energy is just so. Like this dude was at the top of his game in pro wrestling i mean from the second i mean his rocky mayavia thing <laughs> the whole the blue chipper thing yeah it kind of fell flat but i mean that he reinvented himself in such an amazing way and the whole die rocky die promo i mean that was just it's just, good man just amazing and his run with the nation and i, I mean he figured it out better than anybody else probably in the business and kudos to that guy but uh if not him you know i'd love to have a one-on-one with rick flair oh Um, man rick flair i've only got to speak with rick flair like for five minutes and even then it was just like uh please sign this uh please (laughs) can i take a picture thank you sir I had no idea what to say, man. It's I mean, Ric Flair, he's man. A li- like... He's a living legend. It's like what, he- and that was before Ric Flair Drip came out. So it's like, I know, and right? he blew up even more. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that uh, I had a chance. I met Ron Simmons, and Ron Simmons is a cool dude. And I did not ask him to say "damn" because I think it's the <laughs> dumbest thing for anybody to do. 
But uh, I and I felt super bad because I went up to talk to Ron Simmons and he was eating lunch and I was like, uh, uh, Mister Simmons, I, I hate to interrupt you. He's like, No, no, it's cool. I'm like, Are you sure you're eating lunch? I don't want. I would. I would hate this one come up to me and interrupted my damn food. <laughs> and uh, but I told him straight up. I said, Mister Simmons, I've been a huge fan of yours since back in the NWA days. You're. You, I mean, I was. I admired you as a four-time All-American of Florida State and. You're nice. the first African American NWA world champion, and he stops and he goes, and he goes, "Damn, you are a fan." I was like, <laughs> "Yes, sir." And I was like, "Oh man, my nerd is showing." Yes, sir. <laughs> and oh, uh, so he let me hold like one of the old defunct uh, uh, tag team title belts with him, and uh, got a picture of me and him with 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 the belts, and I was just like in heaven. And JBL was supposed to be there later on, and I'm like, eh, JBL, screw JBL. Uh, I hear JBL's Ron an ass. Simmons, man. <laughs> yeah. Ron Simmons is, is my guy, man. I, I was I was dug Ron Simmons. That's so, awesome, man. You met Ron Simmons, man. Like, <laughs> it it was cool. It was cool. All right, so uh, Adrian, what was the first uh, live like big event you went to for wrestling? Oh, big event. I can't count Del Rio, so um, no, you uh, can't count. <laughs> Damn, you know what? I honestly think it was, I always remember it to this day, not the exact date, but the year. Uh, it was Raw in June 2006 when DX was like reforming again with Sean and Triple H. Oh, okay. And man, it was like last minute. Like my dad came in, he's like, get dressed. I was like, oh shit, what's going on? He's like, we're going to San Antonio. <laughs> and I was like, for what? He's like, we're going to go see Raw. And I was like, ah oh, shit. Like, <laughs> I was the happiest kid on earth. My dad to this day will tell you I did not get out of my seat for one second. I, ma- I made him go get snacks. I made him go get me the original D-Generation D- X shirt. And The sucking shirt? Yeah. I wanted that one. I didn't want the one when they were showing their ass. I was like, I want the classic, man. And, um, Man, it was so great. My dad always gets mad because he's like, "You made me miss Trish Stratus," and I'm like, "I'm sorry." Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Awesome, dude. I'll, I'll never forget that raw. John Cena went through a chalkboard from Umaga. Ah, oh, that was badass. Um, nice. The dark match was hot. The dark match was a street fight between Edge and John Cena. I'll never Ooh. forget that. That was hot. I was able to see Ric Flair. He was the Intercontinental Champ at the time, and he was taking on Carlito. It was so hot. Wow. Oh, the main event was Shawn Michaels versus Shane McMahon. And that well, that was pretty good. With Triple H in the corner and of course big old Vince McMahon next to him. Yeah. Uh, man, that raw dude was so much fun. I'll never forget it. And that was like the big one that I, the first big one I went to. And we were sitting at the AT and T Center at the very, very top. Oh wow. Dude. To me, I could see everything. I was like, man, this is incredible. Like, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> and I was a kid, you know? You would think as a kid, like, man, this is too small. Nah, dude. I was like, this this is badass. <laughs> I mean, it was that, so like, fun. WrestleMania or whenever I went to, like, the Rumble, it was just kind of like, no, I can still see. Like, these are nosebleeds, but I can still see. Yeah, honestly, nosebleeds aren't bad. Like, as a grown-up, I've gone to see Spurs games, wrestling shows, and sometimes I'm at the very top. I'm like, dude, these, these are great. This is a great view. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, how about you, Joy? What was your first like big event you went to? The very first one I ever went to was actually the very first TLC pay per view. Oh, cool! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got to sit like uh, on the side of the hard cam, but like on the nosebleeds. So like I got like to sit just directly down at like the ring, and uh, oh, okay. Cause it was, uh, 
I was like on the hard cam side. I got to see like how they like did it like on TV and shit. Oh, cool. so it was like whenever they were pinning somebody, like I wasn't seeing their ass. I was like, oh, they're pinning somebody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I know the the dark match because uh, I got there and like I just kind of sat down and I got snacks with my dad and, and drinks. And then the dark match was like r Truth versus CM Punk. Oh shit! There you wow. go. Yeah, I remember when CM Punk was. I think he was already like turning heel, and CM Punk had lost. But I was just kind of disappointed because like, see, I, I was a CM Punk boy. I was like, I love CM Punk. Oh okay. And then it was uh, Shelton Benjamin against Ezekiel Jackson, I think, or was it Christian? Oh shit, Ezekiel <laughs> Jackson. Jackson. Woo! Oh, like, the WWE title. It was like a ladder match. Oh <laughs> man. Oh damn. We grew up with the bad ECW too. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Right, no, yeah we did. I had so much hopes for ECW. Like looking back at it, I'm like it could have been so much better than what I got. Um, it could have been so true. much. We got a chair you, smash. You guys, you guys got wrong. Yeah, we yeah. did. We got a chair match with Batista and Taker, and it was just like, why is this just a chair match? <laughs> you can just call it a no DQ. Uh, <laughs> I asked DX and uh, Chris Jericho. Like, I, I also had like uh, the biggest admiration for Chris Jericho at the time. People hated him, and I loved to hate him, and I think I loved to hate him to the point where I was just like, I just loved watching Chris Jericho. He was like, I just want, I just want a reason to be hateful, and like, so I'm just gonna watch Chris Jericho. Um, they have the the tag team uh, title match as a as a TLC, and Chris Jericho took that huge bump off a ladder and out of the ring onto the, the oh. bunch, like that table, and he just completely missed it. I do oh, remember that, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah uh, I got to witness uh, Sheamus win the title. And, oh and, shit! And when he knocked mom, over John Cena. Yeah, and I let him like, "Is this a botch? I don't know what's going on." I was just so confused. <laughs> and it was just because I was like, "What happened?" Like, I did, I had no idea. I think a lot of people were just as confused as I was. We were just kind of like, "What's going on?" Like, even the people that were not going for John Cena were like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah. That's badass, dude. First, uh, show. Uh, that's awesome, man. That's really cool. I really wanted to go to it because, like, it was like a TLC gimmick and everything. And, like, I was just kind of like, I was just, like hoping. I'm just like, what if Jeff Hardy, like, makes a return in this pay per view? Oh, there you go. And, like, it never happened. So I was like, pretty sad. But I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck TLC. He went to TNA. I thought it never happened. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was the perfect time. Uh, there you go. Dick, yeah. Oh, uh, man. My first big one was the Royal Rumble in 1997, which was at the Alamo Dome. It was uh, the main event was Sean versus Sid for the world That's title. Nice. Um, and of course, the, the the best part of that whole pay per view was the Royal Rumble itself because that's the one that where Stone Cold was was really just starting to get hot. And where he sits up on the he sits up on the uh, the top rope oh, and he, on the looks, top at the, he looks at his and wrist. he looks at his fake watch and then Hitman's music goes off and his face just like changes. Um, <laughs> I I got to watch that whole and we were at the, we were on the ground we had seats on the ground floor oh, and what shit. was interesting was um, I was working at the time I was doing radio stuff for KTDR and uh, they gave us tickets uh, like vouchers. And on the voucher it said best seat available, 
So, you know, it, you could have been, in, like you all said, the nosebleeds or whatever, man. I mean, to me, I was just excited. I was like, you know what? I get to go to a WWF event. It's going to be cool. And uh, it was me and my dad and my, my my good friend Mario Carvajal. And the three of us went. And we got there and we cashed. And we went to the ticket booth and we're like, yes, ma'am. I'd like to, you know, turn these, t- these, these vouchers in. And they go, okay, here's your seats. And like, okay, cool. We got four seats. Badass. Because I had four vouchers. I only had three people. So um, I still have the extra ticket. I still have it somewhere. That's pretty <laughs> oh, that's awesome. cool, man. <laughs> and uh, so we go, like, we try to find our seats. We're like, I don't, like, look at all the sections. And I'm like, I don't understand where our seats are. So finally, I went to somebody and I said, excuse me, uh, where are these seats at? They're like, oh, you got to take this elevator and go down to the, the floor. And I'm like, the floor? <laughs> 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 I cool, <laughs> and it just so happened. I mean, they were in the the very back row on the floor seating, but you know what? We were on the floor, and when you're, I was like, oh man, I was barely. I was still in college. I was in college, so I was. I didn't feel like a, like an adult. I was. I felt like a kid because whenever they'd play the music, we would run to the fence and watch the guys come out, and then run back to our seat to watch the match, <laughs> and. uh to this day, I still feel Ahmed Johnson is one of the biggest people I've ever seen in real life. Because the dude was just like, everything on him was super thick. Arms, legs, I mean, just like tree trunks, man. Good lord. And then, it's the first time I ever saw The Undertaker live. I'm like, oh, oh this is cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that was my, and I still, I, I bought the program. Because I wanted to have, I usually, that's what I buy whenever I go to those big events. It's like a program. Because it's like, you know, it's got everything in there, and, and this one was like, in, in, it was it was more special because it actually had the matches and stuff. And then years later, when I met Sean, I had him autograph it. So I have a copy of that program autographed by Sean Michaels because it was because it was one of the oldest wrestling memories I had. Um, Dude, that's was, badass, man! You have Sean was. Michaels autograph. <laughs> and then I got to go back in 2009 to the one where the Undertaker won the Royal Rumble. I was there for that one. Nice. Uh, John Cena wrestled Umaga in a last man standing match, I think is what it was. Uh, yeah. Where he like tore off the ring rope. And put it around and, Umaga's uh, neck and shit. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I was there for that one. And I didn't go back uh, to the last Rumble they had in San Antonio. I didn't go to that one. I was I wanted to, but at the same time I was like, uh, maybe not. You know, Joe, Joey really did. Feel it. I did. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, of course, I also got to. Uh, I, I went to a SmackDown. I, I went to. A, I went to the SmackDown, the Go Home show, right before WrestleMania. Oh, I want to say 2000, because oh, wow. it was the one where each McMahon had its had their own wrestler. Yeah. So it was the the Rock, a Big Show, Chris Jericho, Jericho, and Austin. I think maybe not. I don't remember. But uh, they each England. had their own wrestler, so I was. We were the fourth row for that, fourth row. And if you go back and watch that video, you can actually see me because I'm wearing a red Cardinals cap. I look like, oh, no I, look like a, I look like a fat Latino Fred Durst. What I look like? <laughs> That's oh, what man. I look like in that video. And uh, the highlight, I went with some friends, including uh, my buddies John Reed, Evan Heighton, and his sister. And uh, Edge got knocked into our area. 
And I'll never forget that Evan's sister for the rest of the night was like, I got to touch the edge. The edge. Come the edge. The Not edge. edge. But the edge. <laughs> like he was like he was playing with you two or something, you know? Oh, shit. And uh and we got to see Taz. Taz came out. Uh and that was when uh, that's when Hardcore Holly, not Hardcore Holly, Crash Holly, Crash Holly was the uh, was the twenty four seven champ. The and, hardcore champ, uh, yeah, the hardcore champ, whatever you want to call it at the time, yeah. And we got to see Trish Stratus, and uh, when she came out with TNA, oh yeah, Albert. Destin Albert, dude. Yep. So yeah, man. So that was that was probably the closest I've ever been uh, to a major event. Though I did get front row seats to that TNA thing. That was pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm glad to hear you guys had awesome experiences too when your very first big events. That's awesome. That makes me, that makes me super happy. It really does. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I know you went to WrestleMania 32, right, Brian? Uh, in Dallas? Yeah. Yes, I was there. You talk about nosebleed seats. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, okay, I can imagine of, being there. They, those first, are nosebleeds. <laughs> first of all, let me just put this out there Jerry Jones and. Goddamn Cowboy Stadium, that's fuck that place. It's fucking huge, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Holy shit! I had to like buy like four bottles of water to survive the walk from the floor to my seat. Oh, that's number one. Number two, I did. I should have like rented a freaking alpaca or a llama to carry my shit up there because it was so fucking high. I mean, I mean, we were only three rows from the top. I swear to you, I kid you not. <laughs> I mean, I could have like literally visually seen the fireworks that came out of that fucking stadium when they announced the the, the attendance. God damn, it was high up there. But mm. so I watched most of WrestleMania on the giant sixty foot fucking television <laughs> that sits over the ring in that place, man. Oh no! But uh, being there, well, you're right, was cool. Being there was super nice. It was super awesome. You were part it of was, the record breaking uh, attendance, man. I was, and it was especially that whole weekend was super special because um, my father passed away in 2015, and my cousin Richard, whom I went with, his dad passed away in 2015 just months apart and uh we were like you know it, it hurt dude it hurt oh, a yeah, lot of course yeah and um my cousin messaged me like in december and he goes hey man he goes this year has totally sucked he goes but he goes do you want to go to wrestlemania next year and i said yeah man it'd be cool i'd love to go well it turns out originally it was going to be he and his wife and his wife is super cool my cousin married a girl a woman who loves wrestling she is, and their kids are super fans of like the. They have two daughters who are huge, like Sasha Banks and and all them, and they they love the they love the generation of female wrestlers. So they're super lucky, and um, we went to Dallas, and we had tickets for WrestleMania, we had tickets for the Hall of Fame show, and we got to get to the fan experience for free because I flexed my. A, media credentials so we got some like all access stuff running around in that in that giant place and um the highlight of that whole weekend aside from wrestlemania which you're right was really cool was well, there were three parts number one i got to see bill after and if you don't know who bill after is bill after is like the godfather of pro wrestling writing especially in the 80s and the 90s um the dude is just like what Dave Meltzer is now 
is what Bill Lapter was back in those days. Uh, Number okay. two, I got to see the guys from what culture? And I mean, oh, no shit. Dude, I wanted, oh I wanted my Ross, god! Including, I mean, King Ross was there. <laughs> um, uh, let's see who else was there. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Simon Miller was there or not, uh, no, but I think um, Adam Blanquier? the guy who worked, Adam, yeah, Adam, Adam Blanquier Adam was there. I don't know if Adam Pacitti was there. I think Adam Pacitti was there too. I think so. But they were they were walking out of the arena at the same time we were. I was like, holy shit, this guy's walk over. Oh, dude, that's And then ass. number three, I got to go to my first Evolve show. And oh. the thing about this Evolve show, and this, I'm going to go over some of the talent that was there. And I'm going to tell you, we paid $35 each to sit in the sixth row of this show. This is who was on the show. And this was that year. Okay, here we go. Just off the top of my head. Drew McIntyre, Johnny Gargano, oh Sammy God. Callahan, Zack Sabre Jr., oh. Ricochet, Fred Yehi, Will Ospreay, oh, shit. Um, Matt Riddle, TJP, uh, Tommy End, a.k.a. Aleister Black, uh, Timothy Thatcher. That's just at the top of my head who was at that show. Wow. And we paid $35 to see those guys. Dude. And I got an autograph from Ibushi, who was there. No who shit! Up wrestling. He, run, he wrestled the next night in a six-man tag match oh, for that, man. with those guys. So, and looking back, I was like, that, if you ever get, I can't remember, I want to say it's like Evolve 56, I think is what it is, 56 or 57. It was in like in a little like saloon type place right around the corner from the K Billy Hutchinson uh, Theater, which is or the uh, K Billy Hutchinson like Civic Center where they had NXT's Takeover, which of course featured Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Oh um, man, I that, love match, that match! That dude. match! <laughs> um, that match is legendary. But just to see, like I remember Zack Saber Jr. wrestled Will Ospreay. Oh and this, man, that and just sounds I good was, on paper. It was the first time I'd ever seen either one of those guys, Ooh. and I was blown away. I was like, "Holy shit, who are these dudes?" <laughs> you know, I was just totally <laughs> like, I I had never heard, and this is and this was my fault, man, because I had lost touch with indie wrestling. I had just lost touch with everything that was hot, and uh, I remember seeing Drew McIntyre, who was wrestling as Drew Galloway at the time. Oh yeah, and uh, I was like, "Hey, how's that dude from 3MB? God damn, he's big!" <laughs> <laughs> and, and he and Johnny Gargano were a tag team, and uh, oh, Ethan Page is also on that card. Oh no, shit! All, all ego, Ethan Page is on that card. He wasn't all ego at the time, but he he wrestled Sammy Callahan. He wrestled oh, nice. Sammy Callahan in that. Not Solomon Crow, but Solomon fucking Sammy Callahan. I remember Solomon Crow. <laughs> yeah, everybody remembers that fucking gimmick. Um. And the the fun thing about the Galloway match uh, was that the bell malfunctioned and they couldn't like the match was supposed to end with a with a tap out, but the bell wouldn't work, so no one knew what the hell was happening in the finish. So they had to run and get another bell, and they redid the finish as like a big joke. It was awesome. It was amazing. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but uh, there was just so many fucking just. I mean, go back. 
I if you I don't know where you can watch it. On. That's a bad part because Evolve doesn't exist anymore. Well, like the WWE web... owns it now. They have I don't know some what they, of, have... they have some of their matches, like some oh, of their, okay. their, their their stuff, and it's 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 disappointing they don't have all of it. That's but true. If you could ever watch, I mean, think you can find it on YouTube. I think check it out, man. It is fucking amazing. And that was my introduction to, to to the new generation of indie wrestling, dude. And from that point on, I was like hooked, because I would watch like I would watch shit on Flow Slam. I watched like Joey Janela Spring Break Bash, Joey Janela Spring Break Changer Bash, man. Wrestling and uh, Evolve. I'm like I, I don't know how many Evolve pay per views I saw, but I got to see. Like, so many that were just... And I felt like kicking myself in the ass for missing this stuff for so many years. Yeah, so, man. The new generation of indie wrestling, that's where it's at right now. And, um, I mean, case in point, before AEW came along, like, it was just the indies, you know? And, uh, man, uh, I kind of really got into it, the independent wrestling just a couple of years ago, probably after 2014. Because I think in 2014 or 2015... I started watching New Japan Wrestling. Oh, um, nice! Because uh, Chris Jericho was going to go over there, and I remember. Has it and, been that long already? Yeah, man, it's been that long. Jesus, I know, right? <laughs> oh man, I remember specifically though. Um, oh, man, I fell in love with Kenny Omega when I started watching New Japan. When he would, uh, he would, man, he was just really good. And uh, uh, the independent wrestling scene, it, there's a lot though. Like right now. There's a lot of wrestling out there. Like it's oh, it's so crazy. Like if you it's it's a, a amazing time to be in a wrestling fan right now. You know, you got your mainstream stuff obviously like WWE, uh AEW. Um but you know Impact Wrestling is, you know, it's there and they have some pretty good stuff. It's just uh, it's on Access TV. I don't have that. Well, you can watch it on Twitch. Um, uh-huh. And you know they're now they're starting to do like I don't know crossovers with AEW. I don't know have if you've you been seen, seeing that recently, have you seen Brian. I have, you know, where like yeah, like Tony Khan like bashes Impact. He's like, oh, or Tony Schiavone, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, Impact. You can't even find Access TV. Like, what? Why, why are you gonna watch that? Like, I'm like, damn. Like, yeah, Tony Schiavone was the whole. I'm glad that we were able to increase their view count from one to six. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, god damn, dude. Oh man, I know it's all fun and games. They're probably like, you know, they're both in it, right? But it's it's fun to see, honestly. Oh, and um, yeah, it, it's it's crazy to see how far wrestling has come. Uh, obviously, it had its peak, I think, you know, uh, but it's still here, and there's still a lot of wrestling fans out there, and I think that's really cool, because when I go to events, sometimes I'm like, you know, is this thing going to get sold out? But then it does, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, like, when me and Joy had, we went to go see AEW when it came to Austin, Oh yeah. and oh, man, yeah. the tickets were not bad, they were like, I think we paid like, what, $45, and like the seats were like amazing yeah like we nice. got to see everything and just to see everybody there though it was badass and then we went to the, we we just went to the royal rumble this past year when it was in houston at the uh-huh. astro stadium and man like there was a lot of wrestling fans and i'm talking about people <laughs> oh, from like around the world and shit yeah it was packed we had some pretty good uh, seats though too that royal rumble was crazy though it was fun 
Oh, I meant and then Edge made his comeback. Oh yeah, and I, I was telling, I was talking to Brian about it. I told him I was like, "Yeah, dude, I cried." Like Edge's music hit, <laughs> we're all singing it. I'm looking at Joy, and I'm like crying. I'm like, "Oh, this day!" Like, oh I think man, we had a moment there too. We did. Like we both looked at each other, like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was amazing. It was, it, it was one of the best experiences. It was a really fun rumble too. Cause I remember like Brock Lesnar started dominating for a little bit. Dude, and we thought I can only like, imagine. I was like so mad. We were like so pissed, and it's like, oh, they're dude, doing this. Honestly, but looking then, like, back on it now, it was like that was good. Yeah, you know, like, 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 the way they built that up, it was just like they played with our emotions, but they played them so damn well. I was like, kudos to them for being able to like do that because the pop, when like, you know, you threw, we got him out. It was like amazing. The pop was really good. Like you know, uh, the fans were happy and yeah, you know, I I don't know, man. If I was watching that rumble on on TV or like on the network, I probably would be like, man, this is bullshit. But like being with the fans and the atmosphere, it felt cool because we were all in it. Like, man, get Brock Lesnar out of here. What the hell? At least it wasn't. And like then the... when Keith Lee came out, oh, oh yeah. man, like that was a good stare down. Like, but it's just small things like that. You know that gets to you as a wrestling fan that you feel that emotion. That's why I'm still in it because that's what wrestling does to me. Still, you know, I can have a shitty day on a Wednesday, and I come home and be like, you know what, AEW's on tonight, and they, you know, they always put a kick-ass show. I have fun, and yeah, man, I miss going to wrestling shows. I need this COVID to stop because <laughs> I was on a roll. I, I, I think I was like going to a lot of wrestling shows, like. I remember when AEW first went to Texas, it was like in Garland. I was like, I'm there. Uh, but, you know, I've been trying. Survivor Series was supposed to be in Dallas this damn year. It, Me dude. and Joy were like, damn it, I dude. Mean, we were trying to get all the all four of the big four. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, I just I just need Survivor Series in SummerSlam. Because I, I, too, went to WrestleMania 32, actually. Oh, that's right. I was going to mention that. Yeah. I actually he was there. Nice. I was able to like save up like weeks worth of like uh, paychecks, and uh, I got to sit like because it's like a football stadium, obviously, right? So like you yeah. know like how uh, it's like the grass, and then it's like that elevation where the st- the stands start. I got to sit on the ninth row of like that start to like oh yeah, really to the corner of like um, the stadium. So I had like I I could see like uh till like my eleven o'clock, I could see like the stage and like the ring and everything, and I had a really great view. My only complaint was that like the steel pole posts from like the the ring were sometimes blocked with pins, so I couldn't see what was going on. But it was a great view. Right on, right on. I think I took a picture and put it up on Facebook of like of the arena when it was like jam packed, and like how like great of a view I had, and I was like. Uh, the caption for my post was like, "Oh no, I missed The Walking Dead." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! Hey, didn't you? Didn't they like start letting people in late? Oh yeah! Like I remember, yep. like the I kickoff the was happening, match. and I'm like, "Where are all the people at?" <laughs> I missed. I missed like the. First they did, match. man. I think I, I was walking in when like, uh, was it like uh, the Dudleys and. Uh, I forget who they were fighting against, and it was like a, they had like a, a table spot at some point. I I, I was oh that was um, yeah because that's when that's when Bully Ray took a piece of the table with him. I think so. Yeah, that was so, yeah. yeah. Going they had the the dark match was the women's tag match. 
was like the five on I think the five on five women's tag match was like one of the dark matches and then there was the Dudleys versus I can't remember who the Dudleys faced like I'm like oh. I wanted to say New Day no, but I don't know that's no. not they right faced, the New Day faced um, League of Nations League of Nations was it the Usos? <laughs> no League of Nations was no no cause that's where the that's when Foley HBK and Austin came out yeah yeah because they, but they beat the New Day that's why yeah New Day yeah um, I can't remember. I can't, you know, I don't even remember. But I do know <laughs> we were in line to get in, and like they were just—it was like something with the tickets. They couldn't, like, it wasn't working, and uh, people were like, "Oh, the show is start." Because some people had their phones yeah. and they're they watching the network, the network <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, it started!" Like, what the shit, man? <laughs> oh, oh, I remember man. that. And we also remember the T-shirts that they had. Cause you know you know you always have merchandise, yeah. And the the WWE T-shirt that had all the matches on it, the Triple H Roman Reigns match was wrong because they didn't have, they they didn't I guess they printed them too early, so they didn't have all the stipulations on there, no DQ and all this bullshit. By the time it was all said and done, yeah. So it was yeah. like, what the hell is going on here, man? <laughs> but oh man, I mean, and that was a long show too. Jesus, yeah, it was, it was a long show. Long. God it's WrestleMania, bless. man. <laughs> I remember Joey telling me that, like, uh, well, you know, Roman Reigns. I don't know if you guys have been seeing what he's doing now. It's all right, uh, but you know, like the ending, you know, when Roman Reigns won, that like the boos were like really loud, and you know, you watch it on the network now, it's not that loud. But you know, Joey tells me that it was it was pretty loud. <laughs> I don't, you know what? I don't even remember. I think people were just tired, man. <laughs> people like, were right, just over, they just I'm wanted going. to go. They were like, let's just fucking go home, man. Because we knew that Triple H wasn't going to walk out of there with a title. We knew that for a fact. That's true, yeah. But, but it was just like, how are we going to get to that point? And goddamn, dude, it was it just <laughs> fucking... It was like a... I mean, from, from start to finish, it was like five hours there, man. And it just... It, it wore on you. I mean, and I was... I didn't leave my seat for any of it. That's for sure. <laughs> but man, by the end of it all, man, I couldn't find my way out of that damn arena. I thought I had to spend a night in that fucking place, and I was just, I was out of energy, man, just trying to leave that damn place. Oh man, that's funny though, man. Hey, experiences, you know, they'll live forever. You know, you guys were there for the record-setting crowd. Um, I guess I'm okay that I wasn't there. Maybe they'll break it again someday. <laughs> you say um, that. I say that right, and then I'm like, man, I should have gone. Fuck it. Should I could have seen? <laughs> I really wanted to go because um, Kevin Owens at the time when he came into NXT, and you know he had his whole run with John Cena. Oh, I wanted to go to that one too when Elimination Chamber was in Corpus Christi. I think um, I was really high on Kevin Owens. I still am, uh, but not as much as I was before. Like, man, I was like, man, this guy's really good. And uh, I really wanted to see his first WrestleMania in that ladder match. And Sami Zayn came out too, where uh, Zack Ryder oh, won the Intercontinental title. And I think that was cool, you know, Zack Ryder winning. That t- Honestly, that whole pay-per-view, I didn't know who was going to win. They, like, threw me off. Like, everybody yeah. I thought who was going to win did not win. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was good, right? Because it's like, oh, man, you kept me on my toes, you know, except for the main event. Um yeah, you know, the Styles and uh, Jericho match, that was cool. Oh, I remember man. watching that. But, yeah, man, wrestling, what a time. What a time. Mm-hmm. What a time it is to be now, man. Um, yeah. I really think fans not being there is hurting them a lot 
uh, especially WWE, because you can't feel that reaction, so they don't really know what's working. They just go off the viewership. Because um, I don't know if you guys know what's going on with WWE, but there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's like, oh, man, sometimes it's hard to watch, but I still watch it sometimes. I might watch TLC this Sunday just cause, to see Styles and uh, hey, McIntyre. If you want to watch it, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Joey's like, yeah, man, I'll let's watch, watch it. Right <laughs> I, I, tr- I yeah, try man. to keep up. Um, I, I'll watch like the Wrestle Talk reviews, and I'll listen to like the Solid Monsters podcast, where like he'll like give like reviews on what happened on the show, so like I can try to keep up and be like, is it worth watching next week, or or am I like safe not doing so? You know, and I, I don't know. It's weird for me. Like, I don't know about you, Brian. I don't know if you, you know, still watch Raw and SmackDown on like, you know, a religious basis. You know, uh-huh. um, but you know, sometimes there are. Sometimes there's a good match here and there. I know a couple of months back, I mean, Daniel Bryan had faced AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Title, and like people were going crazy about that match. It was pretty good, you know. But for being, you know, like you know, SmackDown and how WWE is now, and. Um, yeah, I I want it to be to the point where like it's it's really fun and like I want to tune in every Monday or Friday. Yeah, um, you know it's just hard though sometimes to watch. Uh, I, I like NXT a lot, but I do like AEW is like on the same day, right? But I record both, but I usually watch AEW. But NXT was really cool. Like NXT, honestly saved my uh, my passion for wrestling. And yeah, I believe it was uh, 2013. Uh, I had stopped watching wrestling for a good while, uh, maybe like a year or two. I took a break, and NXT went to San Antonio, and this oh, the Aztec when, Theater. Yeah, and this was I when, was there. Uh, Finn Balor was NXT champ. Bailey was NXT Women's Champ. I had so much fun for thirty dollars. I was like, this is only thirty dollars. No. Like you're after the, that, you're the, sta- you're the standing part. Yeah, I got the standing part. Yeah, yeah like I was that, like really close. <laughs> I know I took my dad and my dad was like, "Hey, next time you gotta let me know if we're doing the standing room shit." And I was like, "All right, dad." <laughs> but yeah, but, that's that was yeah, no kidding, man. That's a long time to be standing. We were, I was there. I have the intro videos for uh, Finn Balor for Nakamura. I mean, it was cool to watch the revival versus uh, DIY because you got to see the same yeah. match that we saw at like at that takeover. Oh man, that was such an amazing match. After that, though, after I saw that NXT event, that's when I started, like, my whole, like, I'm going to go to wrestling shows now. And, oh, okay. Uh, damn, I think when we, the first year we moved up, moved to Austin, me and Joy, shit, we went to a lot of wrestling shows. We went to oh, NXT yeah. at least twice. And I'll never forget, we saw Drew McIntyre was the NXT champ at the time, take on Adam Cole, and Shawn Michaels was the special guest referee. And oh, wow. freaking Adam Cole, Adam Cole super kicked Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels super kicked Adam Cole. That was fucking hot. And Triple, <laughs> I think that was right. It was the night before War Games. Yeah. So we were able to see Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black, which happened the next night. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was really hot. And then we, I remember that night we were looking up tickets for War Games because it was in Houston, and there were still tickets oh. available. And we kind of looked at each other like. Should we do it? And we should. <laughs> we did it. And we should have. <laughs> Were we also we going to? Was wasn't Survivor Series at the same time? 
Oh yeah, Survivor Series was in Houston at that time, and you me- I remember specifically the week of because that Tuesday when SmackDown was on Tuesdays, uh, Ginger Mahal was the fucking WWE champion. I remember, and uh, AJ Styles. He was uh, Ginger Mahal was supposed to say face Brock Lesnar, and AJ Styles won, and it's like now this whole card's different. Styles is facing Lesnar, and I was like, damn, I kind of want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I and I remember that match. It was all right. What had happened was that the tickets were really cheap when Jinder Mahal was in the card, and we were thinking about it. It's like they're cheap. That's what we happened. Go, like we should buy them. They're they're really cheap, but it's like, but do we want to see that? And then they switched it up, and we checked for tickets, and they had like gone they up. They went by a up, lot, dude. And it's like, oh, we can't afford this. <laughs> Man, that was a fun week though, because I was like, damn it, we should have bought them. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly how it works, man. Exactly how it works. But see, it's like little things like that, you know, that keeps that keeps me in it, man. You know, it's it's the little things that keep me going with the wrestling world, and um, I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for more things to come. See, I feel bad, man. I mean, you guys live in Austin, which is a good area for for indie wrestling. Not just, I mean, not just in Austin, but around Austin. Oh no, Um, yeah, yeah. Because Austin was home to Wrestle Circus for a while, and that was. Dude, that promotion was fucking bananas, man. <laughs> that, that was an amazing promotion. That's why, and you know, I feel so bad for that promotion because they had like a, like something happened within the family and they just shut it down. Just oh wow, just boom. And I just felt terrible because that promotion, you got to see some really, really awesome talent that was still in the indies, like. Like Tessa Blanchard, like Rachel Ellering, like Sammy Guevara. That that place hosted Sammy Guevara versus Ricochet, oh, and that was man. a bananas match. That's the match. If you go on, I mean, Sammy Guevara has a vlog. I, don't yeah. know, I think he still yeah. does it. I don't know if he still. I don't know if he still does it, but he was doing when he was doing independent stuff. And he climbs up like on these like girders that are like supports on the walls and he like does a moonsault onto ricochet what? and it's like what, what the fuck man <laughs> cody cody wrestled on that show um and of course other guys like uh like jarvis Cottonbelly, who was like the spiritual brother to orange cassidy uh he's he's wrestled there space monkey oh my god fucking space monkey that dude a fucking, I, I, I don't know if you can even imagine the gimmick of a dude dressed in like an astronaut suit like as a fucking monkey. It's crazy. <laughs> it's fucking... It is literally fucking bananas. It's really... It's, that's what it is. Um, but yeah, Wrestle Circus was... Like Brian Cage... I remember Brian Cage wrestled Tessa Blanchard for the big top title. That's what their their, their championship was called. The big top title. And that match was phenomenal. It was amazing to watch because these were two superb like performers just doing it. It didn't matter that one was a guy and one was a girl. It was just awesome to watch. And but it, it stinks that they went on that they are no longer in existence. I was like right there in Austin. But uh, yeah, man, always go and watch indie wrestling. Do it. Don't ever second guess yourself. If it's at a flea market, if it's like at a friggin' sportatorium or friggin' gym somewhere, because you never know who you're gonna see, man. Dude, that's you never, true. And then you'll you see. You never know who you're time. gonna watch and like get to meet 
and be able to tell the story like five years later on a podcast about, hey man, I got to meet so and so and da da da, you know, you know, I met Keith Lee and, and Jeff Cobb at an Evolve show before either one of those dudes was signed to a major deal, and then by the end of the year, Jeff Cobb was wrestling. I mean, he was at uh, he was at he was on PWG Battle of LA. He was in the Battle of LA, and now he's in New Japan. And of course, y'all did Ring of Honor stuff. And, of course, Keith Lee, we, we know what Keith Lee's been up to. So, yeah. I mean, that's that was that was, that was was actually Chris Hero's final appearances in Evolve and uh, before he went back to NXT as Cassius Ono. And what an I amazing run that Ono. was, wasn't it? Jesus I know. Christ. I, know. I like, I like him a lot, man. I hope he comes back to, like, some aspect of wrestling. I'm, is he wrestling still, Brian? Do you know? He is, man. The rumor, he was supposed to come back on the indies full-time as Chris Hero again, but of course Ooh. with COVID being what it is, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's kind of like just waiting right now. Um, people give Chris... You know what? I, you know, I, I, Chris Hero... People give Chris Hero shit because Chris Hero does not look like a wrestler. He looks like this dumpy dude that's just like, who is this fat tub of goo? <laughs> you know, wearing fucking basketball jerseys and like you know, his, his tights matches his jerseys. But that dude has cardio for days, and that guy can go. I watched him wrestle Keith Lee, where they broke the fucking rope twice. <laughs> and it was scary, dude, because we were like, by the end of that time, by the end of that match, we were all chanting, please don't die, please don't die. <laughs> and then I got to watch Chris Hero wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. Ooh. And that was just, that's when... Uh, Basically, that was the final push for Zack Sabre Jr. to become the uh, Evolved champ. and Because uh, that was like his quest the whole time. Um, but yeah, man, getting to see Chris Hero and getting to hear his music and the crowd react, that was really badass. But I think Chris Hero is just one of those guys that probably should not have gone to NXT. He should have mm. just stuck on the indies and, and just just done his thing there. Because it was so much fun to watch him. Him and Alistair Black, Death by Elbow. Oh man, that was so much. That was so much good. Good times. Good times overall. <laughs> nah, I like Chris here, man. I I don't really. I think I, I like to like. Um, what's the word that I'm trying to look for? Um, I can't think of the word at the top of my head. But when I see like wrestlers that don't have the wrestler body, you know, like oh, uh-huh. uh, you know, like Kevin Owens or. Um, you know, big guys, right? And yeah. To me, like, it's cool seeing that because, you know, like, I'm not a guy that, like, works out every day. You know, I'm like a normal guy. I go to work and, like, I work out there by, like, carrying heavy shit and then coming home. That's <laughs> you know? But seeing guys like this being able to do all this crazy shit still, you know, it gives, I mean, like, a little sense of hope. Like, maybe one day I could, you know? But, like, I... Ah, man, there's a big word that I can't find in my head right now that I'm trying to use. <laughs> uh, you know, no, it's like, you know, like, I can not relate, but, yeah, damn, I can't think of it, man. Stupid English. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I can, uh, I'm trying to say it so that I can't. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I can, uh, you know, they draw me out. You know, I'm like, man, that's cool. Like, I think anybody can be a wrestler. You know, you just have to, like, really, like, learn what you're doing, you know. 
Because, uh, you know, you can put in a big-ass dude that's been working out forever. I mean, look, I love The Rock, but when he came back to do those John Cena matches, he was not in wrestling shape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's you know, you, you have to be in wrestling shape. You don't have to be in, like, top, top-tier shape. You just got to be in wrestling shape, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I like I like dudes like Chris Hero and Kevin Owens, man, to give me hope. Maybe one of these. They give, you, they give hey, man, you hope. Diamond Dallas Page, man, he didn't start till he was like in his late thirties, man. So never say never. <laughs> hey, you guys. Oh, um, oh, maybe we can go to uh, the wrestling school here in Austin whenever it opens up. Oh, that's right. Dustin Rhodes is opening up one here. That is true. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. man. He's from here. I forget. You know, he lives here in Austin and everything. So he's building one here. So hey, Joey, maybe I might do that, dude. Maybe. Hey, hey man, I, if you're willing to. If you're willing to put in the cardio and throw open a trash can or two every once in a while, you can totally do it. Uh, maybe you know. I just want to do it once. I want to get chopped. You know, I wanna. Uh, maybe I'll get. I want to bleed. Maybe. Oh, I was oh. gonna say my cousin Joey. Shout out cousin Joey. He lives in San Antonio. He's like my wrestling buddy too. He goes to a lot of shows with me. Um, he goes to a bunch of bar wrestling uh, shows. Oh, really? He was showing me <laughs> videos of like. You know, like these crazy ass like Texas death matches. He goes like they'll have like a Texas death match tournament in like a bar, and like these guys are going crazy with like the light bulbs and everything. And my cousin's just there front row, like recording, like oh shit, like I'm like, no. <laughs> like you're like really close to them, dude. But yeah, I think after all this COVID stuff is over, I think I want to go to a lot of indie shows, especially because they're so cheap. Like, you know, and if you're not doing anything and you like wrestling, like, hell, why not? You know, like you said, Brian, why not? You you never know. They might be the next big star. Um, who knows? So, um, no, that's, that's why anybody should go. Even if you go to, like, shows in Mexico, man. I mean, you got, I mean, everyone knows AAA and CMLL, and, but they have new guys that come in there all the time. And you'll never know, like, who you get to watch at, like, you know, Acuna has brought some, some AAA stuff down here. And, you know, I'm not saying it's been top of the line, man, but there's been a couple of decent names come through. And some of those guys went on to, you know, do really good stuff. So, hey, if you got the time, man, if you got a couple of bucks in your pocket, plus, you know, you might walk away with some really cool-looking merchandise, man, and, and help somebody out. And That's the biggest thing. We're supporting help. these guys, you know? Yeah, man, exactly. Exactly. Okay, you guys have heard me talk about, like, people I've met. Joey, for you, man, who's, like, the big, who's, like, the biggest wrestling name you've, like, met in person and talked to? In person. Um. <laughs> Nikki Cross? No, just kidding. Yeah, I've met Nikki Cross. <laughs> he took a picture of her. Um, <laughs> nice. I've also, um. Uh... Tyler Bate. I, I, you met course. Tyler Bate? I, I didn't get to like talk to him, um, because uh, like I, I he was outside of the venue while when I was talking to Nikki Cross. He just he like came out for a little bit and then he came back in and I I noticed him like coming on in now but I was like talking to Nikki Cross at the time. Um, you trying to get uh, them digits? No, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a picture. There's a lot of people talking uh, about it. Nah, boy, Joey. That's how it starts, baby. Right there. Uh, Just make sure Killian Dane's not looking over your shoulder. You'll be fine. Shit. Oh, shit. Hey, you need to be careful, dude. Get out of my swamp. Um, Nikki Cross is a good one, man. That's awesome. Yeah, no, she, she was really sweet and really nice. Uh, and could carry a conversation. It was a lot of fun. 
Uh, I I remember Asian. Uh, I I messaged Asian because like I was supposed to be keeping like I was supposed to be keeping like uh, our spot in the line. Our spot. But there was no one there, right? And, and, and he's like, "How long is the line?" And I'm just like, "I'm taking a picture with Nick Cross." And he was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like baffled. And then when I got there, you're like, "Yeah, dude, I saw AOP like walking down the river, walking shit, oh, yeah. like eating." <laughs> oh man, that was cool. Uh, How about you, Adrian? Who's like uh, the biggest person you got to meet? Oh, man, well, you know. Uh, I've gone to a couple of Ring of Honor shows, and uh, I was able to get some autographs. Uh, I know I've got the, uh, the Hurricane, Shane Helms' autograph. That was fun. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I got to meet the Young Bucks, and I got their autograph. And, like, they talked to me for a good, like, five minutes because, like, the line was, uh, I guess it was towards the end, and me and my cousin were, like, kind of the last ones. And, like, they talked to me for, for a good while, and we talked about uh, being the Elite. And I, you know, because I told them, like, oh, you know, I'm into, like, making videos and, you know, filmmaking, too. And uh, Matt Jackson was talking to me about, you know, how he does it and how he films. And it was really cool that, like, I was talking to a wrestler about filming, which is something I like to do. And, like, it was cool that, you know, like, we were talking about editing and, like, how it's a bitch and shit. And, like, it was just so fun just talking to those guys. So I think for me, when I met the Young Bucks, it was really cool because, like, you know... I felt like I wasn't that, you know, size difference. I felt like I was okay. So I was like, man, these guys look like they could be my friends. Because, you know, <laughs> I don't know. They're just so cool. Like, the Young Bucks, meeting them was probably, um, they're probably the biggest people that I've met. I have story. I have a story, like, stories of people I've seen. I remember, I think we were on, not 6th Street, but Rainy Street, one of the bars here a couple of years ago. And uh, Seth Rollins was there, <laughs> and you know he was just there drinking. He looked depressed. I'm not gonna lie. Like you know, and me and my friends were like drinking. And we're about to leave, and I'm like, I think that's Seth Rollins, and I think I should go say hi. So I went over to him, and I was like, Excuse me, sir, um, you're Seth Rollins, right? He's like, Yeah, I'm Seth Rollins, and I was like, I just wanted to tell you that like I appreciate everything you do, man. Like you're a kick-ass wrestler. I think you're you're badass. He's like thanks man i appreciate it and then i left but like he just looks so depressed that night but if i ever meet sephron's but like do you ever remember meeting a guy and like you know <laughs> kind of depressed and shit <laughs> oh man but the young bucks were the coolest people i've ever met like in person like you know and actually have yeah. a conversation yeah <laughs> good man that's good that's awesome good job All on right. both of you guys man that's how it should well, be we're kind of hitting the mark here in the podcast but it's cool we've, we've talked about a lot of great stuff um you know but we'll get some final thoughts in um any of you guys have any final que- uh, questions or anything y'all have any thoughts about tlc this sunday i mean besides the styles mcintyre match which i probably watch for that ko is facing roman reigns too but i already know ko ain't gonna win but um Personally, man, I just want to say that uh, wrestling in 2020 has been an experience for everyone. And, uh, you know, if you were a fan and stayed as a fan through 2020, you know, kudos to you. If you became a fan in 2020, uh, it gets better. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that. It gets a lot better. Especially for the live crowd. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I'm happy to see... You know, we have, right now we have the WWE versus AEW, and you know everybody's kind of picking sides. But in reality, uh, it's good. Competition is good, man. It's it's good yes. for both sides. 
and it's good for the fans because you expect better performances from both sides. They're both, you know, AEW isn't going to be perfect 100% of the time, and WWE is going to be perfect 100% of the time. But, you know, as as a longtime fan, my advice to people is just watch what you like to watch. And don't be afraid to watch new stuff. If you want to stay up at till 3 in the morning to watch New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom in January, do that, Hell man. Yeah. And then drag ass into work the next day. But don't be afraid to do. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Don't be afraid to, to try new things and watch new stuff, and 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 fall in love with the business all over again, man. Twenty um, twenty, it, it's just one of those years. And but wrestling will be back. It always, it always is. Joey, what about you, man? Huh? Um, I'm looking at the card for TLC right now. <laughs> I don't think it's finished, man. I think Friday Night SmackDown is going on right now. They're probably going to announce some more matches, but... <laughs> that is fair. Um, Bray Wyatt and Orton are having an Inferno match. Oh, I did hear about that. It's supposed to be a Firefly Inferno match, so whatever who that, knows what's going to happen that with that. Means. Maybe it'll be super cinematic with a bunch of flames. Hey, I'm not going to lie, like... You know, since I'm a guy that like is into filming, I like the cinematic matches. That, uh, I think I was telling Joey, I was like, we should make our own promotion where it's like just, just cinematic, cinematic matches. matches. <laughs> That's it, dude. <laughs> you finished oh, the man. milk, I'm gonna fuck you up. Dude! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, wrestling. I love it. Well, Brian, we uh, appreciate you coming out on the podcast. We hope to have you back. I know we have so much more to talk about, but there's so little time. Uh, I wish we could just talk about wrestling all the time. I mean, shit. I wish Sports Center would like pick us up so we can just do like a whole like you know, <laughs> you know, a whole PTI of like wrestling. That'd be great. Um, but hopefully, well, yeah. let's 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 do this, man. Let's do this since we're all here. Let's set it. Let's let's when we get off the air here. Let's talk about getting back together and let's do a let's do it. What I used to do in the column, man. Let's do match of the year and like top ten wrestlers of the year. Let's yes. do that next time we get together before twenty twenty is over. I want to hear great. y'all's opinions on stuff. I want especially Joey because he talks so damn much. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, he's... Hey, Joey, man, he's got a lot to say, especially about Kip Sabian, but we'll save that for later, oh, yeah, Joey. Yeah, uh, Joey's like, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I, have a lot. <laughs> I, I like looking at the young talent, and it's like, I know who I want to push. <laughs> Joey, Joey looks at it as booking-wise. He's looking, he looks oh, at yeah, wrestling no, as a booker. Like, <laughs> when, when I got into wrestling, like, uh, when I got like SmackDown versus Raw game, a lot of what I would play was like the, the GM mode, you know? Uh, that that's the part that kept me hooked, and then I got like the total extreme wrestling games, which are which are just booking games. Uh, those are like the the big parts that get me hooked. For me, it's more of like the storytelling and the booking, and like, well, who's gonna be uh, your big star? Who who can talk and who can work these kinds of matches? And just like the whole like creating the show and like building up the show, uh, that's the part that just has me hooked. So like that's what I enjoy watching really. Nice man, nice. So it's like Kip Sabian duties. I'm telling you, there's a lot in there. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it when I see it. Well, on that note, and on Kip Sabian, uh, we're gonna call this a pod, man. Well, as for me, I have been Adrian Garcia, and with me as always, Jose. 
And of course, Brian, our probably he's gonna be coming on this podcast a lot more. He'll probably become a regular. We'll talk about it right now. Uh, but thank you for listening. You can find us on Anchor under Power Hour Wrestling. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and a lot more podcast platforms out there. If you look up Anchor.com, you can find us on there, and it'll show you everywhere that we're at. Uh, please make sure to listen, like, subscribe, share it to your wrestling peers. This has been a Weird Fish Productions. Power Hour Wrestling. I'm the best in the world. The kid do dick that sucker. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Have a nice day! You're welcome! <laughs>